The journey to Nineveh was supposed to be accomplished in three days. Three days. But somehow, I made it there in a day's time. A day's time. Hello, everyone. This is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for the final day of this Jonah series. I saw that God was serious about this duty being fulfilled. I could not hide or run away. Knowing God is gracious and merciful, I didn't think Nineveh deserved to experience that. But I did what I had to do in obedience to God. I couldn't believe it, but Nineveh fasted and repented, and God changed his mind about the judgment he had prepared. They didn't deserve it, but God sent me a miracle of shade to show me another way. If you have not checked out the other series on Jonah for the month of July, I encourage you to go back and kind of um, go through the series. We've been doing a series on Jonah um, for the month of July, and this is the final day of the Jonah series, and we're going to be in chapter 3 and chapter 4 because Jonah really isn't that long of a chapter. Um, So we're going to be doing chapters 3 and 4 now, and we're going to talk about um, this process that Jonah had to go through. So after Jonah was um, spit out on the dry ground because he was in the belly of the fish for three days, um, it says in chapter three begins with God saying to Jonah what he said to him um, in the first, when the book first begins in Jonah. He told, and the the word says, in chapter three, verse one says, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time saying, arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee meaning that God did not change his mind. He wanted this assignment to be done. He wanted this assignment to be fulfilled. And he had Jonah's name on it, and he meant for it to be done. Sometimes when you know how, um, I'll say a parent or a boss or someone, when you know that they've told you to do something and that you were supposed to do it, and they mean business, they mean they mean business about it. God meant business about it. Sometimes we expect God to change his mind because we don't agree with the assignment or calling. But God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't change his mind sometimes when we want God to change his mind. It don't matter how much you try to run away. Sometimes it don't matter how much you ask God, how much you see God about um, changing his mind. Some things are just set in stone and they are not going to change. God is not going to change his mind. And why? Because there was still a pressing problem in Nineveh that God had the solution for. And Jonah was to deliver that answer to the people of Nineveh. Nineveh needed to know the way that God felt about them. This is what God is getting ready to do and that you guys have the opportunity to be able to get a different outcome if you would just um, if you would just turn to God. So because God is just he's a just God. God loves justice. So he was giving Nineveh a fair chance to change to turn from their wicked ways. Have you ever heard the saying that God sends always sends warning before destruction? So I, this was a kind of like Jonah, go and warn the people about what I'm getting ready to do. And so God sends warning before destruction. And when he, um, and when he um, sends that warning, we have the opportunity to proceed in a manner that says uh, whether or not we believe it or whether or not we do believe it. We have, we have the opportunity to proceed in either obeying the voice of the Lord or just completely ignoring it and not really paying any attention to it. But when God is speaking, it's so good. It's so it's always best to pay attention when God begins to speak and begins to especially send a warning, whether he's sending a warning, whether he's sending a blessing or anything like that. And usually if he's sending that warning, that's him giving you an opportunity to change so that he can bless. So Jonah's response changed from uh, Jonah's response changed from running and hiding away to doing and obeying the voice of the Lord. Three days journey. Jonah got there. Jonah got there in one day. He got there in a day. It didn't take him three days. That means he was trucking it. He was pushing it. He was doing whatever he had to do to get to Nineveh because he saw that, hey, God means business. He's not playing about this assignment. This is something that he wants done. This is something that I have to do. This is something that I have to fulfill uh, for God. And especially when, um, because Jonah had the opportunity to to experience God's mercy uh, being thrown overboard on that boat and then God allowing one of his creations to come and swallow up Jonah. And the uh, fish spit him out on the dry ground. And he got out and he and he responded to God in the way that he probably should have responded the first time 
that um God told him to do it. God didn't change the assignment. He only um dealt with um Jonah so that he can be able to deliver the assignment in the way that it was supposed to be done. So God was not playing. He was serious about this assignment, getting done and being fulfilled. God had a blessing waiting for the people of Nineveh that he needed to be released by their repentance through Jonah's message of warning. They had to make the decision to repent and show faith. When, when God releases his word into our lives through prophetic anointing, that's not the time to cop an attitude. That's not the time to ignore him. That's not the time to tune him out. That's, not, that's the time to kind of focus in and really pay attention. So then you can know how to respond and you can know what to do next. What should your response be next? So that you can know how to, in order to, uh, so you can know how to enter into a phase of blessing with God. So you can know um, how to just kind of um, do better and get better. Um, so you can know how to grow in God. So you can know your response. You um, so in or if you begin to really, when God really begins to talk to you, you and you really decide to focus in on it, then you'll know how to better respond. Um, in order to receive whatever it is that God has for you. That God has for you. I'm sorry. That God has for you. Um, so Nineveh needed to know that, hey, you guys are getting ready to, um, God is getting ready to rain down on you guys and not in a good way. <laughs> and so um, um, you guys going to have to turn from this so that God can kind of um, change his mind and withdraw back that judgment. So in this case, it was Nineveh, it was Nineveh um, so that they wouldn't be destroyed by their own wickedness. Um, they were wicked. They were wicked. And so um, God had to um, send warning in to them and give them the opportunity to change. This is how God is just. God gives us opportunity to change. He gives us the opportunity to really know uh, when we aren't doing things that are in the best light, when we aren't doing things that are pleasing to him. He gives us that opportunity to change. He gives us the chance um, to really just kind of see it, um, what we're doing and how it's, it's not producing good but evil in the world. And so he gives us the opportunity to, to begin to um, change and produce good. So it says in chapter five, um, it says in chapter five that the people in Nineveh believed God and they proclaimed a fast. I'm going to go to chapter fast. Um, um, I just said I'm going to go to chapter fast. I'm going to go to chapter five and I'm going to read that verse. It says, so the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. It did not matter their status in life. It did not matter. Um, they all wanted the same result, and that was to um, not be destroyed. For a word came unto the king of Nineveh, and then they took it to the king, the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And it caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one of from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. This message got back to the king and the king just decided that I'm going to make a decree. I'm going to make a decree. When the leaders begin to line up with whatever it is that God has going on, all the people can be blessed. So the king decided that he was going to line up with the message and the word of God. And so he backed what God was doing. He backed what God was saying. And he made a decree in all the land and said, this is what God is doing. This is what has come. So we're going to do something about this. We're going to, I'm going to make a this decree. And uh, not only can the people not eat, but it's also for man. It's also for the animals. It's also for, it's, it's, it's for your animals too. It's not just for you. Be covered in sackcloth and cry mightily, mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. God wanted them to turn away from violence. God wanted them to turn away from violence that was in their hands. Meaning whatever, um, I need you to turn away from that. Don't be violent. Um, we need to turn to God. We need to turn away from um, whatever evil that you may be doing. We're going to do this as we're not just going to do this. Um, it's just not going to be just for a household. It's going to be for every household that's under this jurisdiction. And so um, if you continue to read in verse nine, it, it says, who can tell if God would turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? They did not want to perish. They did not want to perish. And it was going to be by their own doing because they were doing evil things. They were doing evil things. God hates violence. He really does. He hates violence. 
He hates um when we do um um wicked things and evil things and produce those kinds of things in the earth because honestly that just makes it harder on everybody else, even the people that's trying to do right. And so um they turned. Jonah Jonah sent the word, the message from God. He sent the word and the message from God, and the people gave the right response. They didn't ignore it. They didn't turn away from it. They didn't copy attitude with it, but they believed God. They believed what God was saying to them was true, and they responded in a way that says, God, we have faith that if we turn from our wicked ways and we begin to really serve you and turn from the evil that we have been doing, that you're going to change your mind about wanting to um, cause us to perish in our wickedness. And it tells us in verse 10, and God saw their works, 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 works. We're not saved by works, but the word does tells us faith without works is dead. So they could have been like, oh, God, I, I, they could have sat around and be like, oh, I hope God doesn't do this. Oh, I hope God doesn't do this. And then they could have walked about and kept on doing what they was doing and not never and not ever responded in faith. But no, they took action. It says God saw their works when they begin to take action and proclaim the fast and they begin to turn from their wicked ways and they begin to turn. See, there is something in there when it says that uh, there's a verse in, uh, in the Bible that says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You got to turn sometimes from the thing that you may not want to um, turn from. You may you got to turn some, sometimes um, from different um, ways that aren't pleasing to God. He says, then I will heal from heaven and heal their land. Then I will heal from heaven and heal their land. So in um, verse 10 of chapter 3, it says, and God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he said he that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not he did not do it because because of how they responded because of how they responded if you um were going if you've been going through the Jonah series with us you know that um when Jonah responded to God in a certain way um what happened to him how he got thrown overboard because he said this pretty much this is that was God dealing with him but when they responded they responded and got a received a blessing from the Lord they responded and received uh, um, that says that you're not going to perish um, because of the wickedness that you've fallen into. But because you've chosen to um, put that aside and follow out the God, then I'm going to keep you. God has the ability to keep us. So in this case, it was um, so Nineveh wouldn't be destroyed by their wickedness. It says, um, oh, I'm on the works. Verse 10 tells us in chapter three that God saw their works. What works are you are you doing to show that you have faith in whatever it is that God is telling you that he's going to bring to pass? What works are you producing? Um, because um, even though we're, we're saved by grace, but your works show your faith. And so what works are you producing that is showing that, God, I believe and I trust what you're what you're telling me, whether it's a word of correction, whether it's a word of blessing, whether it's a word of just um, just whatever word it is that God has sent into your life. And if you um are uh, if you go to church on um on Sundays, then I'm, I know that you have a word, um because God sends a word, um to His people that they can live and abide by, so they can do that word. Be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. God changed His mind from destroying Nineveh, but He did not change His mind from sending Jonah out to do this duty. So God changed His mind about one thing, but He didn't change His mind about the other thing because both of them were good things. Both of them were good things. It was good for Jonah to go to Nineveh and be and send this and give this word of warning. Um, it wouldn't have been good for God to just uh just uh, allow them to perish and they not understanding or knowing why they're perishing. Um, God is just. That wouldn't have been a just thing to do. And so um, we see that how God is just by um, allowing Jonah to go through so that he can send this word of um, warning to Nineveh. All of it was good because God is good. And he loves to do good. He loves to do good for people. And he loves it when we do good. So Nineveh gave the right response to receive a good, um, a good response from God. When Jonah saw this, he was displeased. It was a merciful, compassionate act of God. And Jonah saw it as distasteful. And he makes confession of it to God, saying, Lord, uh, I knew you, you are gracious. And he lays out the attributes of God as to why he fled from his assignment. So I'm going to read that to you in chapter four. It says, um, chapter four, starting at verse one, it says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry. He, I mean, he was upset about it. 
he was upset about it. Have you ever had somebody in your life that was upset with you because God decided to bless your life after you decided that you was going to start doing right? Let me tell you what your response is. You keep on doing right and keep allowing God to bless you and allow God to deal with that person that may be upset at you because God has decided to bless you. Because they're really not upset with you. They're just mad because God decided to bless you and they didn't think that you were worthy or deserving of it. But it really don't matter at the end of the day what anybody else thinks. The only thing that matters is, is that God uh, was wanting to bless you and he, uh, he had a, a, a way to do it. So he was angry about it. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, we have no right to be angry at God for wanting to bless um, somebody else. And sometimes boys, um, especially when you, um, when you feel like somebody, oh God, they just, they just deserve to be just kind of just, just knocked down. And it's kind of like, and God is like, but I want you to pray for them. <laughs> and, and you be, and sometimes it's kind of like you do, you have to watch You be like, but Lord God, you know, uh, you may feel like they don't deserve it, but that it doesn't matter what you feel like. It don't, it ain't based off of what you feel like. If God tells you to bless your, he tells us to bless our enemies, love our enemies, Bless those that curse you. Pray for those who um, despitefully use and persecute you. God gives us a blueprint for how we we're supposed to respond to certain people in our life. Even if um, that certain person in our life may be a person that has persecuted us. And um, we can see from um, the text in the New Testament of, because about concerning Paul, how he got um, he was Saul at first and a persecutor of the church and became Paul. And do you not know that some people had to forgive him when he came into the kingdom of God? And even though that he wrote uh, most of the New Testament, there were still people who had to forgive him. But did it matter um, to it didn't matter um, that there were some people that may not have gotten into agreement that um, Saul used to be a persecutor church. The only thing that mattered was that God saw greater in him. God saw better in him. And God knew that if um, if we can get Paul converted, he's going to be if we can get Saul converted, then he's going to be a big blessing to my kingdom. And Saul was a big blessing to the kingdom of God, converted to Paul and began to do the work and ministry of the Lord. Um, so. Um, sometimes in your life, you have to recognize that this is God trying to bless my life and he's trying to turn me and get me on a good path because God sees greater in me. Even if, um, his, even if, um, uh, sometimes his people don't see the greatness in you. Sometimes you got to see the greatness in yourself. <laughs> sometimes it's about, um, and responding to God, uh, and responding to God in the way that says, you know what? And, and, and no matter what anybody else thinks, God, you see the good in me. God, you, you want to bless my life. God, you're, you, wanted, you want me to change and turn so that you can um, send me into a way that um, will send me on the path of life and not a path that's um, going to cause me to perish. Um, God is a God of uh, justice. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of love. He's a God of compassion. And if we continue to read in um, verse 2, it says, and he prayed unto the Lord. He getting ready to confess um, his, his faults before God. See, sometimes we we have faults and we don't we don't like to confess them before God, but God see it anyway. <laughs> and this is just this just shows me that God is willing to work with you, whatever your area of fault is. He says, um, I prayed thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore, I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that there are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentance thee of the evil. Therefore, now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me. What is better for me to die than to live? Y'all, Jonah would have preferred to die than to see the uh, people of Nineveh be blessed by God. He wanted to see them perish. <laughs> he wanted to see them perish. Perish. You know, sometimes we got to get our thinking in alignment with God and not kind of lean on our own understanding. We got to get our thinking in alignment with God. Because sometimes uh, we be desiring stuff for folks that God don't desire for them. God, don't did, God did not desire for Nineveh to perish, but they were going to be destroyed by their own wickedness. Um, that was going to happen if they didn't turn from their wicked ways, but they chose to turn. And Jonah knew the possibility before he left his own country. He made his confession to God. Before I left my own country, God, before I decided to run away, and when you gave me this assignment, I knew that I knew your character was a, a, a great character. I knew you were gracious. I knew you were merciful. And I just didn't think that they deserved your good attributes. That's pretty much what he was saying. I just didn't think that they deserved it, God. <laughs> and uh, and um. Jonah thought it uh, would be better for him to die than to see God work at this level of goodness. Ain't that some mess, y'all? Ain't that some mess? Ain't that some mess? And then some of you, you have to really admit when you have to uh, get into a point where it's like, you know what, God, I'm not really praying for this person because God may have told you to pray for somebody. I'm not really praying for this person, Lord God, because I really don't want to see you make a change in their life. Sometimes we, we, sometimes we will hold back our prayer 
in our uh or just if God telling us to bless a person or something like that we will hold it back because we really don't want to see God bless a particular person and let me tell you something that is not the character or the spirit of God that is not that's the same spirit Jonah had. <laughs> I'm letting I'm I'm um allowing um hopefully some of uh some of us to see that how sometimes we have behaved like Jonah because I know that Jonah is one of those stories that a lot of people like to talk about how he tried to refuse but I'm just kind of like sometimes you have to recognize the fact that hey I've gotten angry at God before because I didn't want to see somebody uh, um, bless that I felt deserved punishment sometimes you feel like people deserve punishment and God is like no I want to bless them <laughs> no I want to bless them and I need you to pray for them and cover them in prayer do you not know that that's God stepping into your heart and trying to give you a change of heart so that you won't become the wicked person that you don't think deserve to be blessed? Sometimes you have to see how God is working in your own life. So God provided, um, if we keep on reading, I'm going to get my word again, and we're going to keep on reading what, how, Jonah, how God responds to Jonah. It says in chapter 4, Then said the Lord, Dost thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. Let me tell you, let's, let me see, let me let you guys see how gracious God is. And there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow till he might see what could become of, would become of the city. He wanted to see what was going to happen. And the, and the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. And God provided him with some shade, y'all. Cause he was hot, <laughs> but God prepared a worm, a worm, a worm when the morning rose the next day and it smote the gourd that it withered and it came to pass. So God, the same, um, God that prepared the shade for, um, for Jonah, uh, to deliver him from the heat was the same one that made the worm that came and devoured the gourd so that he was, he was, uh, he was hot again. And it came to pass. When the sun did arise, that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted and wished in himself to die, and said, it is better for me to die than to live. There he go again. Sometimes, y'all, we can be so dramatic. We, we can. We, we can be so dramatic in our, in our um, walk with God. And I'm pretty sure Jonah was so serious. And sometimes we can be so serious, but we can be so, uh, we, sometimes we just go to the extreme with things. We can go to the extreme with things. He says that, I mean, it's better for me to die than to live. And God said to Jonah, does thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in night and perished in a night. Pretty much God was telling him, why are you pitying something that you didn't even create? Why are you pitying something that you didn't have no power over, that you didn't you didn't work for it, you I just gave it to you. The Lord giveth and the Lord God taketh away. Right? And it says, uh, and in ver and uh verse eleven says, And should not I prepare and should I not spare Nineveh, that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons, that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? Meaning, Jonah, you know better. They don't. So I'm giving them the opportunity to learn better. Pretty much don't, don't, don't charge it to them because of their ignorance. You have to be able to go into there and teach them the right way so that they can know how to do it. And the fact that they responded in the right way to what God was saying, meaning that uh, means that they obviously uh, – had a, a, a right kind of perspective on things as far as um, just um, if they would have been taught the right way, then maybe they would have done it. Then maybe they would have done it if they would have known that um, the wrong that they were doing was wrong. And so God gave them opportunity to kind of uh, show that, hey, they are capable of change. Sometimes we don't feel like people are capable of change. And sometimes it's just a matter of they've never been taught the right way. And sometimes it's going to um, take uh, uh, God sending uh, one of his to kind of show somebody the right way so that they can have the opportunity to do the right thing. Um, I hope and I pray um, that that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to keep on going. So God was still teaching Jonah. And you know what that caused me to think as I began to um, look and read over the story of Jonah? Why would God choose Jonah out of all people? 
why wouldn't God just choose someone who was more willing? We all have room for growth. That's what it brought me back to. We all have room for growth. Jonah had room to grow. And he was being directly taught by God to exercise mercy and compassion and love. This opportunity created, an, this, this, this assignment, I'm sorry, this assignment created the opportunity for God to teach Jonah and show Jonah a piece of his heart that he needed to be corrected. So God was doing the miraculous in Jonah's life to teach um, Jonah his ways. God has a way of teaching us um, to t- of teaching of his, teaching us his ways, of teaching us his thoughts, because God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So the story ends with last words from God. Um, but the interaction between Jonah and God lets me know that this was a committed relationship. And the reason why I say that is, is because if Jonah got the first message God was needing him to learn in the belly of the fish, I imagine that Jonah eventually got the second message too. Um, when he didn't have that gourd anymore. Um, and so, um, and I'm believing that the um, gourd was a, a shade tree, but uh, I'm going to go back and make sure and, and look that up. Um, and so our hearts sometimes, God has to work on our hearts. Um, while we are in the midst of doing assignments, while we're in the midst of walking in our callings, um, sometimes in the midst of walking in our callings, that does not mean that God does not stop working on our hearts. That sometimes that means that sometimes we still, um, God, there's still work for God to do in us. There is still work for God to do in us. Us getting saved doesn't erase the fact that there is still work for God to do in us. Us stepping into a calling doesn't erase the fact that there is still growth um, that God has to do in us. And Jonah is the perfect example of that. Um, Jonah is a perfect example of that. You can never stop growing with God. With God, you you don't have it. As human beings, we do not have it all together. You can never stop growing with God. It does not matter what your calling is. It does not matter um, what you um, are doing in life. It doesn't matter what your assignments are. There is always room for growth when you begin to really walk with God. And the thing about Jonah was that he didn't stop talking to God concerning the different issues and different problems he was facing. He pretty much flat, God knew he was angry. He pretty much flat foot told God, in a respectful manner, I would imagine so, uh, that, you know, I knew I knew your character was pretty much, I knew your character was that of love, God. And I just didn't believe that they deserve your love. And it's like, um, when you, when you uh, if you have seen that type of perspective in your life, that's kind of an opportunity for you to say, wait, you know what, Lord God, that's not the right perspective for me to have. And I really need to begin to change my perspective on things, to see things the way you see them, Lord God, so that I can love people in the manner and in the way that you need me to love them in. And so that I can do my assignments in the manner and the way that you need me to do them in so that people can be able to receive from you like they need to receive from you. Do not try to hinder and block the flow of God in somebody else's life because you're refusing to do whatever it is that God is wanting you to do. Just do the assignment. Do the assignment because um, some things God is not going to change his mind about. When it comes to different destinies and callings and different things in your life, there are some things in your life God is not going to change his mind about it. God is not going to change his mind about it. The most I've seen God when it comes to changing his mind, because some people say, you know, about God changing his mind, is usually when God uh, was talking about somebody being wicked and um, he was getting, they were getting ready to perish or something like that. That's usually where I saw God change his mind because he wanted to work good. It's when he changed his mind when he was, when they, the people were, they were doing wicked and they were being sinful. Like uh, when it came to Moses and he was telling Moses, I'll wipe them out and I'll begin to, I'll start a new, um, I'll start a new uh, uh, people with you. And Moses was like, no, God, please don't do that. Pretty much he cried out for the people and God decided to keep, keep the, uh, the, the people that he had. And just like this in Nineveh, that's when God changed his mind. But when it comes to callings and assignments and different things like that, I imagine that before you, it says we were predestined in Christ Jesus for good works is what the word tells us. That means that God put some things in us that um, he put some things in us. He attached some things to our lives that only we can fulfill. And those things, I just don't believe that God is going to be willing to just so much change his mind on because those things are meant to bless the earth. Those things are meant to bless the different people in your life. Those things are meant to bless your life. 
this was blessing Jonah's life, whether he realized it or not. Hey, this is this is God stepping in and beginning to work on his heart to see that, hey, it's not just you. My 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 blessing and my mercy is not just for you. My love is not just for you, but it's also for people that you may not agree with that um, deserve to be blessed. Um, God's blessings are for people that uh, are God's blessings are there for people. God wanted the people to change. They were they were walking in wickedness. God doesn't want to see wickedness um, succeed in the earth. And the only way we overcome evil, we overcome evil with good. So it was a good thing for Jonah to go and to send this message that God had for them. Uh, it was a good thing. It wasn't a, the bad thing was in Jonah running. It, it was the, the, the that was the, the bad thing. And but God wanted the good thing to be performed. And the good thing was, hey, go give them the opportunity and the chance to change. Go give them the opportunity and the chance to turn from their wicked ways and begin to cry out to me. Go give them the opportunity to see that I'm gracious. Go give them the opportunity to see that I'm kind. Go, see, go give them the opportunity to see that I want them to prosper and to not perish go give them that opportunity go preach and go speak the word of, that I have for you the word that I need you to go and say go and do that thing because it's going to produce good it's going to produce goodness it's going to allow the people to see that I am good Sometimes people need to see that God is good. And sometimes he has to use your life in order for that to be known. You want to be a light in the world. Sometimes that requires something of you. Sometimes that requires a sacrifice. Sometimes that requires a willing heart. Sometimes that requires you to have to go through things that you never imagined that you would go through. Sometimes that requires you. And then after you go through those things, let me go back. After you go through those things, then getting back up and people seeing that God is a healer and God is a sustainer and God is a keeper. Sometimes it takes you go. Going through those things in order for God, people to see the blessing of the Lord, because I'm telling you, if God is in it, in this case, you know, they had some wickedness going on. But if God is in it, there is a reason for it is because God is wanting to bless and he blessed them by not allowing them to perish. And he blessed Jonah by allowing Jonah to see that, hey, you didn't create the people of Nineveh. You don't. I know the people of Nineveh. You did. Uh, you you can't call you, you. You didn't make me. You can't control. Um, you can't control the situation you can't um, tell me who you think is deserving of my mercy you can't tell me who you think is deserving of my grace you can't tell me that I, if God wants to bless somebody it's up to God to do it it's God created it God made it God molded it God did it <laughs> and just like the gourd Jonah didn't do that but it provided him with what he needed at that time you didn't got you didn't cause it to be made and you can't cause it to perish. Huh. You didn't cause it to be made and you can't cause it to perish. And so same thing with Nineveh. He couldn't cause Nineveh to perish. So God needed him to fulfill that assignment. Some assignment got some assignments God gives us. He is not going to change his mind because he knows that it would not only cause us to grow, but us to experience a different level of intimacy with God and just knowing the character of God and knowing how Jonah kept opening up to God about how he was feeling and God kept being willing to show him different examples in his life lets me know that I believe that as Jonah kept walking with God even though the story ends for, for us here um with God um, pretty much having the last words that doesn't mean that the story ended with Jonah and God walking throughout life that doesn't mean that um, God stopped giving Jonah assignments. That doesn't mean that God stopped dealing with Jonah's heart. That doesn't mean that God stopped talking. That doesn't mean that Jonah stopped talking with God. Because after um after Jonah um after Jonah uh a minister to Nineveh, he pretty much told God he he told God about how his ways are loving. That tells me that Jonah had a relationship with God where he knew that God was uh this 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 great God, this great God and uh, he, he just, um, he, and he was angry about them not, uh, he was angry, um, uh, because God bless, uh, bless, uh, Nineveh. Uh, you, you, if you find yourself in a place where you're angry that God is blessing, uh, I would say that's an opportunity to begin to like really confess and really begin to allow God to work on you and minister to your heart. Um, because, uh, God doesn't, he said, he tells us to put off anger, put off wrath, put off clamor, put off evil speaking. God wants us to put those things off. He don't want us to keep that stuff on. He does not want us to keep stuff on. And some of us, sometimes we refuse to serve God in the way, in the manner that he wants to be served. Because we don't agree with God and we refuse to get in agreement with God. Sometimes we just, we just, 
sometimes we get mad at the fact that God is gracious. We get mad at the fact that God loves to bless. We get sometimes um, t- uh, when when God's people uh, get angry at him for being good. Uh, that that's just that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. You have to recognize when you are angry at God because he is good. I don't believe that everybody um, that's, that serves God is because of um, just because something bad happened in their lives. I believe some people recognize that God is good and they don't serve him in the manner that he's worthy to be served in because they don't want nobody else to receive his goodness. So not only do they hinder blessings in their own lives, not only do they hinder blessings in other people's lives, they try to hinder, they hinder blessings in their own lives. Let me make sure I'm saying that right. I'm going to say it again. Not only do they hinder blessings in their own lives, but they tr- they work to hold up blessings in other people's lives because they can't hinder it. If God want to bless somebody, he's going to bless them, whether he used that person or not. But they can hold up a blessing because God sometimes will give them time to get themselves together so that they can go and perform the duty that they need to do so he won't have to send nobody else. God really wants you, whatever assignment is for you, God really wants you to be the one to do it. He wants you to be the one to do it. He don't want to have to send nobody else. He don't want to have. That's why he works with us. So he's so patient. He's so kind. He's so loving. God will reveal himself to you in the way you need him to. If you would just allow him to work with you, allow him to work on you, allow him to work with you. Jonah never stopped talking to God. We kind of went over that a little bit. I'm reading some uh, from some of my notes. Um, Even though he struggled with this assignment, Jonah could have had hundreds of assignments from God in his lifetime. But we know about this one. This is the one that God desired for us to know. Because I'm pretty sure God had many other stories um, of, of times that he that Jonah has done things. And it probably was a great assignment and different things like this. But I believe that this one is something that's dealing with the heart. God is, he, he cares about your heart. He cares about what's in that heart of yours. He does. And um, sometimes God will give us things because he specifically, not only do I want these people to grow and I want them to turn, but I also want to work on you and your heart. So it's going to be a double assignment for for me. Not only am I going to be able to, uh, not only are the people of Nineveh going to repent, but I I need to deal with this thing that's in your heart. This, because this is, this is, um, even though you're going to Nineveh, I imagine that if he, if Jonah felt this way about Nineveh, there probably was some people in his own country that he felt this way about too. And he, and he probably, uh, there's probably was some people that wasn't as wicked as Nineveh was that Jonah, cause if it's showing up here, it probably has shown up, um, at a different point of his life. And God is like, okay, I'm gonna send Jonah to do this assignment because I need him to see that he, he can't, uh, he can't decide whether or not who is deserving of what and can't be placing people here and placing people there because he feels like they're deserving of this and they this person isn't deserving of that. Uh, so sometimes um, you still have to do what your uh, what your assignment is, even though you may be struggling with something. You just have to talk with God through your struggle while still trying to fulfill your assignment. While still trying to fulfill your assignment, just because you have a calling and you're walking in it, they don't want to erase struggle in your life. And I need people to know that when you see somebody stepping and walking in, they calling that ain't um, that only erase struggle from their life. If anything, um, it helps them to um, identify, uh, give them opportunity to identify more struggles that they didn't maybe even know that they had so that God can get them where come up to get them to come up a little bit higher to where they need to be. Because, you know, um, the best way to to. Um, What's the best way that you learn? Like when you when somebody begins to teach you is when you're going through it. Right. When you're actively participating in whatever you're trying to learn. Right. It's not when you're not. So like, let's say if somebody is supposed to be in the kindergarten, don't the person in kindergarten learn better when there is somebody actually there, whether it's an online school or whether it's a home school or whether it's in the classroom, that kindergarten is going to learn a whole lot better while they're going through the process than sitting there and just waiting until they know what the process is. But they'll, they know when they take on that title of being a kindergartner, they'll, they'll have a, they'll have a better learning experience um, being that kindergartner um, with walking in that title than they would not walking in it, if that makes sense to you. So that's the same thing with God, uh, with, with the callings of God in our life. Sometimes, sometimes we got to walk through it while, and walk, as we're walking through that calling or whatever our position is, in the church, whether that um, I, I serve in the hospitality field, I bring the food to the church, I serve on the greeting committee, I serve in the ministerial department, I serve in the music committee, whatever that is. Sometimes while you're walking through your co- calling, God is dealing with you on some struggles in your life. 
um, and I'm just, and I'm learning that from, from, from Jonah. I'm looking at Jonah's life. Um, so callings don't erase struggles in your life. Uh, if anything, they uh, really, uh, I feel like God sometimes use our callings to pull us up closer and higher to him um, because uh, we, we're supposed to walk worthy of our vocation. So God has a heart for people and we are to carry it, uh, carry it out, carry out his heart through fulfilling our duties and our assignments, whatever our calls and our roles are in God. It's not about how you feel. It's not about your level of comfort. It's about God being glorified through reaching the needs of mankind. Mankind has needs. Um, if you are a human being, when I say mankind, I'm talking about women and men alike. That's what I mean. Um, so the human beings have needs, and God knows what those needs are, and he knows how to fulfill them. And sometimes we don't understand the different callings and things in our life. And I'm not saying everybody has the same struggle that Jonah had. I'm just remember that we are we just we're just using the taking the story of Jonah to learn and applying it to our own life. You may say, well, I don't have that issue or that struggle. Well, find somewhere in there that's applicable to you and then just apply it. <laughs> the whole thing may not apply to you because you may not even be called to preach. <laughs> so obviously that part doesn't apply to you. So uh, find the part, the piece in there that's applicable to you. That's what it's like when you begin to hear somebody minister the word. You may listen to somebody minister the word, and there may be only one thing that they said that's applicable to you. But one thing about it, you have to be open and expecting and looking for God to speak to you. Because if you're just like just kind of shunning away everything they're saying, uh, you ain't open to what God has to say to you. So how can he even talk to you right now? Because right now you ain't even open to listening to what he has to say to you or receive from him what he has to say to you. Um, so I would encourage you to kind of be open um, to whatever it is that God has for you and what he has for you to receive. And sometimes the, the time when we uh, when it seems like uh, we want to shut down and not kind of um, just kind of turn a blind ear intentionally doing it. That's probably the exact time that you need to tune in and listen, because that's probably where the enemy is trying to come in at and stop you from and sabotage you from being able to hear the word, because that's the word that you need in order to make it applicable to your life. Um, and so I would encourage you on today to uh, to uh, just be open to the blessings of God. If God is leading you to bless somebody, bless them. We're supposed to bless our enemies, y'all. We're supposed to bless them. We're supposed to bless them. Uh, it says bless it and not curse. Um, we're, we're supposed to be people of blessing. Love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. And, and pray for those that despitefully use and persecute you. That's what the word tells us in Matthew uh, Matthew chapter 6, I believe, Matthew chapter 6 or chapter 5, I can't remember the exact one. And I know there's another um, um, part in the Gospels um, where it talks about the scripture, but that's the specifically one that I know that it's there in there. And so, um, and it's like around verse 44 or something like that, 44 and 45. And so if you want to go and read the part where it says, love your enemies. And so um, that's what we're supposed to be. That's what we're, that's what we're called to do. When we begin to love each other, when we begin to allow love to be made known and manifest in the earth, God is love. So we're manifesting God. And sometimes we're respecting um, God to manifest blessings and God needs you to manifest love. God needs you to manifest the fruit of the spirit. God needs you to manifest some stuff so that he can begin to um, rain down blessing in your life. Because sometimes people need to know what it takes to be blessed and to live a blessed life. And if they see you acting any kind of way and if they see you um, and God blessing you and your and your attitude is off and your attitude is nasty and your attitude is this, they're going to think that's okay. And that's not okay. That's not okay. And God was still still blessed, but probably won't bless you in the way that you need to be blessed in because your attitude is nasty. Your at Jonah's attitude was not right. <laughs> Jonah's attitude was not right. And God still sent that that gourd. He still blessed Jonah, but he was using it as a way to teach him in order to bless his life so that he can grow and learn the ways of God. So sometimes you got to ask yourself, why is God allowing this to happen in my life? Um, why is why what is he trying to teach me and what is he trying to show me in this moment and at this time? Because um, God is a he's a great teacher. He's a great teacher. The Holy Spirit will lead you. He'll guide you. He'll teach you um, what he'll teach you. Um, the word tells uh, there's a there's a scripture in the Bible that says, teach me your ways, O Lord. And it, it says, teach me your ways because of my enemies. But there's different verses of scripture that says, teach me your ways, God. And it's like um, sometimes we just need the Lord to teach us because sometimes we don't know. And then we have to own the fact that sometimes, hey, I just don't know. I don't know. And we have to own the fact that I don't know. And it's OK for me not to know. And even if a person laughs at you and be like, that's something that you should know. How do you know that it's something that I should know? 
because I may know stuff that I think you should know and you may not know it. So sometimes you have to own the fact that, hey, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. And be OK with that because you're not going to know everything that that's impossible. I'm sorry. That's that's totally impossible for you to know everything. It's totally impossible for me to know everything. And even though sometimes you may feel like, you know, a lot, it's kind of like, well, God, I still believe that there are still areas for me to grow in. I still feel like there's areas that you can still open up my mind to um, begin to really see things differently. When I tell you guys I started this Jonah series, I, I've never really just viewed the book of Jonah in this way. Um, I, you know, in Sunday school growing up as a kid, you know about Jonah being in the in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. But when you really begin to kind of um, begin to pray um, to God and begin to really read the word and different things like that, he will give you what you need from the word of God if you would just be open to it. And sometimes it's a matter of, you know what, Lord God, I'm going to read um, and, I, and it's, I'm going to read and I'm going to pray and I'm going to um, expect you to show me something, to, to give me something. Sometimes it's a matter of just sitting down and trying to read the word. Don't just pass it off as if I don't understand this. God is the author of under. He can open up your understanding. <laughs> he can open up your understanding. And sometimes it's going to take your faith for him to open it. Sometimes it's going to take you sitting in front of the word and being like, you know what, God? I pray, I believe, I pray that you bless me to be able to understand something today. I believe that you're going to give me something on today. And sometimes you may read the same passage over and over and over again, and you're not getting it. And then um, when you go to, you may say, you know what, I'm going to, um, when you really begin to commit to the Lord and you say, I'm going to be faithful and dedicated to him. And then you'll go to a Bible study or to a church service. And then the very thing that you've been reading and studying on, studying on the um, God been and gave the man of God or the woman of God or whoever it is that's speaking up there up there the man of god the woman of god and they'll be um going over the exact same passage of scripture that you have been studying on for about a month but you stuck with it in faith knowing that god was going to open up your understanding believing that god was going to open up in your understanding you stuck with it for about a week you stuck with it for about a month or however long that you stuck with it and the thing about it was you kept on praying and you kept on seeking god and you kept on expecting him to bless and then all of a sudden god will just provide you with that understanding and show you that if you keep on doing this in faith i'm gonna keep on showing up and showing for you in faith god responds to faith he does he responds to faith he responds to the cries of his people he responds in the time that he needs to respond to he may not come when you want him but he's always on time god knows when you are ready to receive the word of faith the message that you need to receive sometimes we be trying to get stuff a little too fast but we got to be patient sometimes sometimes we got to exercise the fruit of patience sometimes we have to exercise the fruit of just waiting and being willing to just um wait on god's timing and waiting ain't always easy don't don't let me sit here and make it seem like it is because I've had my struggles with waiting and different things like that. But I had to get to a certain point where it's like, you know what, I'm still, it still feels like I'm in a waiting phase, but God, I still expect you to show up. God, I still expect blessing. I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to wait, Lord God, but my expectation is, Lord God, that eventually I'm going to come out of the waiting phase, Lord God, and I'm going to begin to see things manifested in my life. And some things are just kind of like, when I and something that I've learned about manifestation, I feel like God kind um, touch my mind this morning and when it comes to manifestation sometimes we be expecting the blessing to just boom and hit us just like that if God tells us oh we we're gonna be uh, uh 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 have a have a car sometimes it's the work that you put behind it sometimes the manifestation is a slow process sometimes it's a speedy process but the only thing that you need to know is sometimes it's a process the manifestation comes in in, in increments of time the blessing is manifesting open your eyes to see it is manifesting it just ain't manifesting in the area that you want it to be manifested in but as you begin to keep on going along in life it is manifesting itself don't you see how i've manifested it right now and i'm allowing you to work on this and i'm allowing you to do this the blessing is manifesting in itself but this blessing i just can't drop a load on you this blessing i'm gonna have to allow you to go through a process with it but it's manifesting itself but i just need you to keep on doing what you're doing keep on implementing the works and you'll begin to see you're gonna get to the part of the manifestation you want but right now we're men i'm manifesting this part in your life i'm manifesting that part in your life and that i had to open my eyes to begin to see lord god the blessing is manifesting itself and maybe not the part that i want right now but the blessing is manifesting itself and eventually i'm going to get to the part that i want to really want to see amen
So sometimes you just have to give God the opportunity to really work on you. And as you begin to grow with God and as you begin to seek his face, as you begin to just get closer to God, he will begin to just open up your eyes. He will begin to open up your understanding to see, hey, I am blessing you. Hey, I have manifested. Hey, keep on praising me. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This sometimes God has you have to give God the opportunity and that chance. And so, um, yes, all of this was inspired by me talking about Jonah. But let me tell you something. When you're dealing, when you're working with God and you're walking with God, sometimes you just got to let the Holy Spirit flow the way the Holy Spirit want to flow because you don't know why he's flowing in that way. And sometimes it just, uh, it, I hope, it, I believe that it's going to minister to somebody. <laughs> let the Holy Spirit have his way. Let God have his way in your life. Let him do it. Just like on this podcast, let God work. <laughs> God work because I don't know. I don't. I can't see y'all's faces. I don't know everybody that's going to be on this podcast. But guess who does know God? <laughs> guess who does know God? So I have to be open and willing to be able to flow whichever direction God needs me to flow in. So that's why I end the podcast with a prayer. Some I re- try to remember. Sometimes I'd be like, Lord God, I did not pray before the podcast. But most of the podcasts, I try to pray before I get on them. And then if I start a podcast without prayer, I'm like, Lord God, I didn't pray. Let me let me press pause, push rewind, and go back and pray, and then we try this again. And then most of the times when I do that, it it goes by a lot better. There is a blessing when you begin to really and truly incorporate God into whatever it is that you are doing. You can begin to see blessing flow both ways. Blessing for the people that are being impacted by whatever you are doing and blessing in your own life um, to see how just you're growing with God. Sometimes it's your character with God. Sometimes um, you never know the impact that you have on people that makes them want to sow into your life. Sometimes you got to work for the blessing. Sometimes it's a matter of I need you to be connected to this person and I need them to see what I see and so that when they begin to see what I see they're gonna you you gonna I'm putting you in a place with them that where they ain't gonna refuse you nothing (laughs) right now they refusing you stuff but when they begin to see your determination when they begin to see that you ain't you ain't backing up when you ain't giving up when they begin to see that because some stuff some some characteristics are rare and so sometimes people need to see your determination sometimes people need to see that you ain't gonna give up sometimes people need to see that you are dedicated and sometimes people need to see that I don't care what I've been through I don't care what storm I face I know that my life is blessed I know that I'm favored by God and I'm gonna walk in whatever it is that the Lord tells me to walk in whether you agree with me or not and do you not know sometimes that's the very thing that very attitude is what wins people win people over to you that was once against you do you not know that sometimes God needs to allow that adversity in your life so that he can set you up for bigger blessing in the longer run do not despise whatever it is that God allows you to go through do not despise your struggle do not despise it do not because i'm telling you right now that if it's if god is allowing it to happen it's gonna work out for your good in the end i believe that the lord has set me up for long-term blessings i don't know about you but i'm believing and trusting god for short-term blessings i'm believing and trusting god for long-term blessings i'm believing and trusting god for right now blessings i'm believing and trusting god for generational blessings i'm believing and trusting god that when i'm up out of this piece that my kids or my grandkids they still gonna be being blessed i'm believing god for that kind of stuff and sometimes you got to be the one that go through the adversity. I'm on here. I didn't got excited, y'all. This is pro- this is one of the longest podcasts I've done. But I'm just, I'm expecting blessings, y'all. And I'm not saying that that don't mean that life ain't going to present us with trouble. I'm not saying that that's not going, that life isn't going to, uh, uh, I'm not eliminating uh, struggle. I'm not erasing the fact that life can be life sometimes and it can bring us down. I'm not erasing that. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is the blessing for Nineveh was that they didn't perish. Sometimes you need to know that God wants to prosper you and not for you to perish. Not for you to perish. Because sometimes y'all, we, we, you drown in different things in your life. And sometimes you just need the blessing of God. I need you to take me by the hand and pull me up. You have to be open to seeing the blessings of God in your life. And stop allowing everybody to tell you that because you don't got all the material stuff that you ain't blessed. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And if you read the, uh, the word of God, you will see God blesses in many different ways. That's man stuff. God can recreate uh uh whatever they man God God can recreate better. God can put more diamonds in the earth. He can put a diamond in your backyard if he wanted to. 
and tell you to go dig. I didn't planted a um diamond in your backyard. Ask me how I know because he told Peter, Peter, go get that fish and open up that fish's mouth and get that coin out of there and then go pay the tax collector. And you telling me that God can't do that? No, God can if he wanted to. That don't don't allow nobody to minimize you because you feel like you don't you don't have what man say you should have. And God does bless us with material things. I'm not saying erasing that either. Uh, Job is an example of that. <laughs> but sometimes you got to be open to seeing the blessings that are around you. And you got to know when God is wanting you to activate your faith. Sometimes God is like, I'm blessing you, but I need you to work. I need you to activate your faith. And as you work and as you begin to activate your faith and I begin to build your trust through you doing the faith thing. You'll begin, you'll begin to see, you'll begin to see my goodness. And, and, um, just because things worked out for one person one way and they don't work out for you in that way, don't mean that God, that just means that you got a different, God is writing a different story for you. I love hearing people's testimonies. And I'd be like, Lord God, if I could, if you would bless me like that. I showed I'd be like, man, that is awesome. Your, your testimony encouraged me. I didn't see two. I mean, I didn't see this way God can bless me, that way God can bless me. God can bless me that way. God can bless me this way. Boy, you allow that person to go through that testimony. Man, if you allow that, boy, I sure do. And sometimes God is like, uh, he he probably he he I'll do that. He'll he'll sometimes he'll do that, but he'll do it in a in a, a, a longer run. Sometimes it's like, no, I'm not gonna do it that way. I'm gonna do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> so i just pray that you would just uh, we're gonna go ahead and end this podcast with a prayer i just uh i just want you to know that uh you know if god is um willing to bless your life then receive the fact that you are blessed and it does not matter how anybody else feels about the fact that you are blessed it does not matter how they feel about how that you are blessed I pray God bless my enemies. I pray God bless my my uh people that hate me. I got I pray God bless people that love me, especially people that love me. <laughs> I pray God bless people that don't like me. <laughs> Be like, I just pray God, just Lord God bless. Bless, 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 bless. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm not gonna say uh when it comes to like uh when cause I told y'all I went through a little bit of season in my life where it kind of got to the point, you know what? Lord God, they deserve. <laughs> they deserve whatever they got coming to them. But I had to get to the point where I had to get back to no. You need to pray, pray mercy. I had to. I'm telling you, sometimes you get into a point in your life where it's just kind of like you know what? I don't want to see that person blessed. Cause this one, you know, you got to get that. The guy got to go in there and clean out that bitterness and resentment. You've been in my kingdom a long time, and you didn't got a lot of scars on you. And you got to, you got a lot of scars. Now I got to deal with them scars, and you need to let some stuff go. <laughs> So that you can get back to the point where you want to see people blessed. It's okay to admit to God that God, um, working in your kingdom for a little bit while, a little bit, I've got a little bit scars on me. And I need you to help me get through this so I can get back to the point where I want to see your ways being accomplished and your will being done in the earth. And that's okay. I want to let you know that that's okay. Only thing I say to you is, don't let go of God. Go through your struggle with God. Everybody ain't going to understand what you're going through. Everybody ain't going to understand your process. Everybody didn't understand Jonah's process. But did, did you see a point in Jonah's story where God left him alone? Every chapter you can see God's hand working with Jonah. And just like uh, the Lord helped Jonah through whatever it was he was going through, God is faithful and he's caring and he's loving. So whatever you are facing in life, allow God into your chapter. And don't be afraid to talk with it with, with it about to God. God loves it when you just authentically are yourself. He loves who you are. Because that gives him the opportunity to come into whatever it is you may be facing. And you can kind of just have, you need one person that you can be your full self with. And that person person that you can be your full self with that being i will say that you can be your full self with is the lord jesus christ 
So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for everything that you've done. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that every ear that's listening, Lord God, will see, Lord God, that you want to bless them, Lord God. You don't want them to perish. You don't want them to drown. You don't want them to fade out in whatever it is they may be facing, Lord God. But you want them to win. You want them to succeed. You want them to prosper, Lord God. You want them to be blessed. You want them to be able to go forward, Jesus. I pray for every listening ear, Father God, that you would just begin to show up in their life, Lord God, and begin to show up in each chapter, Lord God, and allowing them to see, Lord God, that you are a God of miracles, that you are a God of wonders, that you are a faithful God, Lord God, that you are there. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God, and there is none like you in all the earth, Father God. Give us the grace to hand, hand every struggle over to you, Lord God to trust you, Lord God, that you can help us through whatever it is, whatever storm we may face, whatever good thing we may face, that you are there to help us through it all. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you have not tuned into the Jonah series on this month, I pray you go back to the first Tuesday in July and listen into the Jonah series and the praise series um, for the month of July. And next uh, month, we're going to start a new series. And I pray that you would tune in and listen into that. And as always, I would encourage you to go forward and be blessed. You have just tuned in to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with Lynn Stacy. You can go on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, and listen in. You can also go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at Lynn Stacy Studios. If today's podcast has been a blessing to you, please share and remember to go forward and be blessed.